0: Your favorite artist in the world just dropped their long-awaited album and you're excited. Just like all the albums they've put out, you listen to it religiously. Like Clockwork, upon the release of the album, a big tour is announced and you even buy tickets to the upcoming concert, Coming to Your City. In the midst of all the hype and excitement, news drops all over your social media timeline that your favorite artist, the artist you love, the artist whose songs helped you cope during the tough times. The artist who motivated you to achieve things you never could have imagined has been caught up in a scandal. A scandal so big that the tour you're looking forward to has been cancelled. Fans of your favorite artists start abandoning the hive and they start to cancel them. Now it's all over the media and your favorite artist has now lost all their endorsements and even losing their new record deal that was on the table for unprecedented figures. Now. All of these events cause the fans to abandon your favorite artists and completely denounce everything that they've ever created. Now your friends are starting to ask you about your favorite artists, and asking you if you still listen to them. And you avoid the questions by expressing your disappointment, but inside you begin to ask yourself, if I still enjoy the work of my favorite artists, does that mean I'm confederate with what they do outside of their work? Fuck no. See. What you choose to listen to and who you choose to listen to doesn't have anything to do with your morality. See, if the work of an actor or an actress, a fashion designer, a musician, a visual artist, etc. they bring some sort of inspiration to your life and they get caught up in life and there's nothing wrong with liking their work. See, even if the artist in question was caught in a sex scandal and they make sexy songs sexy music or whatever, and, and you to think that those songs are an expression of their crimes, well it's kind of far-fetched to me, especially if they say that they aren't. And assumptions like that reveal some sort of unresolved issues within the individual, and there's no real way to find out how true that is. So. A lot of people today, they subscribe to these neoliberal creations of pandering and being politically correct only to be a part of the crowd. See, groupthink is another concept society loves to get down with. See, being entranced by these useless concepts has caused friendships to sever, associates to disassociate, and even worse, causing family members to be ostracized. All because they like someone that everyone else has been told not to like. If everyone's outraged, then god damn it, you gotta be outraged too. They may not even share the same views, but they were made to feel some sort of ostracism if they don't share the same disdain for the person in question. Yes, domestic violence is very bad. Murder, very bad. Sexual assault is very bad. But if an artist commits these acts what the fuck does liking their work got to do with you if you don't indulge in those acts you've never participated in any heinous activity in your life and you damn sure don't condone them so if you happen to like a song made by someone who deserves purgatory you do not deserve to be there with them and yo if you feel like you must make some sort of judgment upon them then you could even offer up some sort of consolation like I'll still listen to and stream the music, but I'm not going to go to the shows and I'm not going to buy the merch. Shit, I did that with Rick Ross. Besides, everyone has a favorite artist just like you. And do you think those individuals would be quick to condemn if it was their favorite artist in question? Of course not. Shit, it doesn't even have to be your favorite artist. It could be whoever the media chooses to vilify for the sake of views and clicks. If cancel culture was really effective, then why are these scandals still thriving and surviving? It's easy. As much as things change, they really stay the same. And the reason for all that is hypocrisy. There are many examples of hypocrisy in media that make cancel culture nothing but gratuitous virtual signaling. See, there's nothing in this current mode of society that can be consumed ethically. Nothing. Radio host Troy Terrain, better known as Star, he said it best. He said, In order for us to live the life we live, other people have to die. See, a lot of y'all never looked at life through that lens before and start to really put things in perspective for you now. See, to eat that burger you love, somebody overworked and underpaid had to make it for you. To own that outfit you purchased, thousands of children were subject to child labor. To live in that new condo, hundreds of families were displaced and so you could have a balcony with a nice view and show off to your yuppie friends. At any rate, I doubt we'll see anybody boycotting restaurants to force employers to give workers a living wage, boycotting child labor or locking themselves to construction sites to halt production. You see, it's easy for people to slight something that they aren't necessarily interested in, or they have complete vitriol towards it, or they're just ignorant towards it. But let something they have interest in be compromised, and you'll see how their reasoning and involvement has changed up. You start hearing shit like, oh, well, that's not the same, or that was a long time ago, and here's my personal favorite, wow, I didn't even know that. You see, for those reasons, the convenience of looking the other way comes into play. There's a lot of examples that highlight this, but I got shit to do, so I'll give a couple observations and scenarios. See, in 1986, during the National League Championship playoff series, Daryl Strawberry allegedly broke his fiance's nose during an argument. Mets fans still rammed out Shea Stadium cheering him on, and those same Mets fans never cared to sympathize with Lisa Strawberry's trauma. Gary Glitter, Known and convicted pedophile, but you could still hear Rock and Roll Part 2 at sporting events and even in huge future films like Joker. Sports fans alike chant and cheer when that song comes on and not one of those beer guzzlers thought about the trauma and abuse that the Cambodian and Vietnamese children suffered. My friends and family have migrated to Canada and the United States and sung the national anthems of these countries. Does that mean that we support the abuse and mistreatment of the indigenous? No there's way too many to name there's a lot of rappers that have sold drugs to their own communities and even murder people And just because you enjoy the music doesn't mean you're gonna get a tech and start flipping packs on the block come tuesday but in the grand scheme of it all nobody gives a fuck about the atrocities committed by the aforementioned because that would disrupt the connection to the thing that they love and that's okay See, why fix what isn't broken? I know I hate hearing people gotta enjoy things all the time, but seriously, people gotta enjoy things. And the things we choose to enjoy should not subject us to judgment or disdain because the actions of others don't have a grip on your moral compass. See, there's an episode of The Simpsons where Itchy and Scratchy, you know that violent cartoon, that Bart and Lisa love influences Maggie to hit Homer over the head with a mallet at the scene on the cartoon. Marge discovers this, goes on a crusade to have the violence of the show toned down. After boycotts, panel discussions, angry letters to the cartoon studio chairman, Roger Myers Jr., the show finally gives in and removes the violent content from the show. Meanwhile, news breaks that Michelangelo's David will be coming to town, which outrages members of Marge's protest group. Because of the sculpture's nudity, they find it inappropriate, so they urge her to join them in protest, but Marge thinks it's a masterpiece. And then something amazing happens, something that people nowadays don't do and won't do. She calls herself out and understands it's hypocrisy to cancel one thing and not the other. And we all know Marge Simpson. Is she a bad person? Absolutely not. She still remained a faithful wife, loving mother, and an avid churchgoer. Liking the statue of a naked man never altered her morals. We've all done ridiculous things in our lives and have done wrong, sometimes even facing persecution for no reason. If you're fortunate, you are lucky enough to have someone stand in your corner and have your back. They might not even like what you did, but they were there for you anyways. That doesn't make them a bad person because you're a bad person. To everyone that feels conflicted when their favorite artist gets caught up, please just learn how to separate the art from the artist. Simplify. No need to amplify the negativity that's already there. Nobody knows what all these celebrities, athletes, and famous executives are doing when the cameras aren't on them. And why would you want to know? You start moving like Deputy Dog on the Famous and you might uncover some things that you may not recover from seeing. Leave it be. Shit, if I was to cancel everybody on my Apple Music that may have done something foul in their past, I might only be able to be listening to Raffi. And only God knows what he does in his spare time. <laughs> Anyways, y'all, that's my rant on that. My name is Arch Valens. And this is the left column.